Amen. Friends, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome home to Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you are a longtime member or a first-time visitor, no matter where you are on your journey of faith, welcome home. We are delighted you have chosen to worship with us this day. If you are here in the sanctuary, we ask that you locate the red friendship pad nearest you and let us know your presence. You shouldn't have to pass it. There should be one right next to you. A few announcements this morning. Um, please remember, after worship next week, beginning at 1215, uh, Mooresville Presbyterian Church will be celebrating Rich Drab and his many years of service to the church. The gathering will take place outside in our parking lot, and again, that's beginning at 1215. And just as we celebrate Rich's service to the church, we celebrate together, so too we mourn together. It is with deep sadness, but a sure and certain hope in resurrection that I inform you of the death of Sue Northrup. Sue was a longtime member of the church, and she was three weeks shy of turning 103. Please keep Sue's family in your prayers as we all mourn together. It is with a sure and certain hope in the resurrection. In these weeks after Easter, that we continue to announce the good news of Easter, and we journey alongside the disciples in those early days when they encountered the risen Christ. May we, in our worship today, open ourselves to the good news that he is risen. He is risen indeed. Let us worship God together. Friends in the sanctuary, friends at home, please join me in our responsive call to worship as it's printed in your bulletin. The Lord is risen, alleluia. Alleluia, the Lord is risen indeed. The Lord Jesus Christ has risen to reign. His is the name above all names. Let us worship God. Siblings in Christ, it is in our Lord's resurrection that we find our calling to be closer to God and to be a better neighbor in this world. So trusting in the ever-abundant and mercy of God, let us take our first step towards this calling and confess our sins using the prayer of confession as it is printed in your bulletin, followed by a time for silent confession. Almighty and merciful God, you call us to work for a world where we all will be fed and have dignity, but we find ourselves distracted by our own desires. You call us to seek justice and peace but we are satisfied with injustice and discord. You call us to bring blessings, have a posture of abundance, but we remain silent and cling to scarcity. 
Forgive us, O God. Turn us to your will by the power of your Spirit, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Beloved Church, God's mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. We have been redeemed from the clutches of sin and death and marked as Christ's own forever. In thanksgiving, let us proclaim the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. at heart, friends, near and far. It is lovely to be with you. Today is a special day in our congregation, and it is also a sad day in our congregation. Special because we celebrate with Molly, who has been our pastoral intern for two years. We celebrate with her in her graduation from seminary, which took place yesterday. And we also send her on her way to all that God has in store for her. But we are also sad because we are saying goodbye to someone who we care about a lot, someone who has meant a lot to our church, who has taught us more and more about the love of God. And because we will always remember Molly, and so that she will always remember us, I'm going to invite you over, Molly. Have a seat with me here. We have a gift for Molly. First of all, I have an entire basket full of cards, dozens of cards from you all who have shared your gratitude with Molly, who have shared your blessings for her along the way, who will continue to pray for you, and they have promised to do that in this next chapter of ministry and life for Molly. In the back of my basket, we have a gift for Molly. And this is a stole, like the ones you see Pastor Alex wear, or the ones you see me wear. This is a stole. Will you stand up, Molly? We're going to go ahead and place this on you. that has been made especially for Molly, so that as she begins her ministry as a pastor, she will always remember that she is loved by God, and she will always know she is loved by the saints of Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Inside this stole, it reads, the Reverend Molly Ramsey, which is not quite true yet, but we're, we're assuming that's coming. The Reverend Molly Ramsey, with love from Morrisville Presbyterian Church, 2019 to 2021, Spirit of the Living God, 
fall afresh on us. Molly, we would like to send you off today. Well, we do send you off today with our love and with our blessing. And though you are not officially a minister of word and sacrament yet, we want this stole beginning today to serve as a reminder that you have been absolutely a pastor to us. And for that, we are immensely grateful. We are going to offer a prayer of blessing for Molly today. And typically, when we might offer a prayer like this, we might invite a whole crowd up here to surround Molly and lay hands on her. We're not going to do that today. But if you will allow it, Alex and I are going to do that on behalf of our congregation. And whether you are at home or in our sanctuary today, we're going to ask you to raise your hand forward as if you are laying a hand on Molly as we offer this prayer of blessing. And like we do in our Time for Young Disciples, I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. So let us offer a prayer of blessing for Molly today. You may repeat after me. God, we thank you for Molly. We thank you for her spirit and for her love. We thank you for the many, many ways she has blessed our church family. Be with her in this exciting new chapter. Fill her with your presence and your peace. And remind her every day that we love her and that you love her and that you will never let her go. Be with the church that will be lucky to call her pastor. Prepare their hearts to welcome her. Prepare her heart to welcome them. May she be a blessing to many more as she has been a blessing to us. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Molly, we are sad, but we are thrilled. And so go with the blessing and love of this entire congregation. And go knowing how unbelievably grateful we are to have had the privilege of serving in ministry alongside you. Will you th join me in thanking Molly? And this is for you. as we turn now to a time for the listening of God's word, let us prepare our hearts and minds with prayer. Let us pray. Lord of resurrection, raise in us the rhythm of your new life, dead to the obstacles that keep us from you and others, and alive to your ever-opportune word 
and love for us this day. Amen. Our scripture passage this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 44 through 53. Listen for the word of the Lord. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnessing these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with the power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him. And they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple, blessing God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray once more. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. You are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Before I go, may I offer you a prayer or a blessing? This is the question I was taught to ask during my chaplaincy days this past summer. It was a question meant to bring shared time together to a close. I learned it during my first week of orientation for chaplaincy. A whole bunch of new, fresh-faced seminary students, divinity students gathered together and we got lost in the hospital and we drank all the free coffee and ate all the free snacks and we had training that first week. And our supervisor, he was talking to us about how we might end each visit that we make. And he said, I, I like to say, before I go, may I offer you a prayer or a blessing? A blessing, I thought. How do I offer a blessing? 
I'd been in seminary for two years, and I already knew the ins and outs, or I thought I knew the ins and outs of theology and doctrine and liturgy and pastoral care and church history. But offering blessings, that would be a lot, that would be a lot of blessings. How do I do that? And so I felt some relief when a fellow newbie chaplain asked, how do I offer a blessing? Our supervisor said, begin with the word may. May you, may God, may the divine, may the spirit, and then fill in the rest. Okay, we, we all nodded like we understood. And we wrote down the question, before I go, may I offer a blessing? Our text for this morning is the last piece of text in the Gospel of Luke. This is the end of the Gospel of Luke. It's the text for what we call the Ascension of the Lord Sunday. We've reached the end. Jesus Christ doesn't have any more parables to tell. Any more teachings to be taught, any more healings to be had. We began the Gospel of Luke with Zechariah and Elizabeth and John and Mary and Joseph and Jesus and great joy. Jesus of Nazareth has lived, died, and risen. And now it's the end, or at least the end of the Gospel of Luke. It is still the day of resurrection. A lot happens on the day of resurrection in the Gospel of Luke. Jesus rises, and then the women proclaim the good news. He is risen, and then Jesus appears to the two on the road to Emmaus and is revealed to them only in the breaking of bread, only in an act of hospitality. It's still that same resurrection day when he greets the disciples and says, peace be with you, showing them his hands and his feet. In the Gospel of Luke, it is still the resurrection day when he says to them, I'm going to open your mind so that you might understand the scriptures. It's been a busy day. It's a day of resurrection, and it will soon be the day of ascension, and it is most certainly a day that could be described as a threshold. He led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. We don't know what the blessing was. We don't know what Jesus Christ said to the disciples that day, but that's all right because we know what he does. Jesus Christ's last act on earth, an act that is continual and does not end, he blesses them. He blesses the disciples who are sent out as apostles, who will become the church, who will become the body of Christ. He is blessing them, and he is blessing us. Over my summer of chaplaincy, I became very fond of blessings. So, of course, as a good seminary student, I started to read more about them. 
My favorite author on this topic is John O'Donohue. He writes that the word blessing evokes a sense of warmth and protection when we stand at crucial thresholds in our lives. These thresholds are the shorelines of new worlds and the blessings attempt to offer a geography of the new experience that we are crossing into and some pathway of presence through it. We know something of thresholds, I think. There are the big thresholds that come to mind quite easily between school and job, between singleness and partnership, between job and retirement, between life and death. Our news cycle is full of thresholds each day as well. Just this week, mask, no mask, war, peace, peace, war. Perhaps that's why the patients and the families that I sat with this summer again and again and again answered yes to my offering of blessing. They were seeking some words of immediacy and care, something to rest in during moments of transition. Blessing has the strength and care to hold us when we're standing on the various thresholds of our lives. To stand at a threshold between what was and what is to come, between who we were and who we long to be, means that we're standing in the present. We are standing at a threshold every day if we are standing in the present. Jesus Christ's blessing reminds us that though the risen Christ has ascended, we are not left standing alone. We stand among the disciples, the body of Christ, and we stand among, we stand accompanied by the Spirit. This, this language of blessing is an invocation. It's a calling forth. Maybe that's why our supervisor said, begin with the word may. Perhaps in that word may, the blessing, perhaps in the word may in a blessing is exactly the spring through which the Holy Spirit is invoked to surge into presence and effect. Perhaps we begin with the word may and let the Spirit fill in the rest. May you find peace. May you find belonging. May you find rest in the comfort of knowing you are loved. May you find what you are seeking. May God provide relief. May the Spirit draw attention to the stirrings of your heart. May the divine accompany you on your journey. May you, may God, may, may, may. A dear friend reminded me this week that just because the blessing is offered, that does not mean that it is received. If may is the beginning of the blessing, then perhaps the word will is the beginning of the response. Christ has offered the blessing, will you receive it? 
The disciples did. The text tells us they worshipped him and they returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God because blessing begets blessing. The blessing by Christ begets the blessing of Christ. He blessed them as he departed at this threshold, at this entrance to a new world where the disciples are to proclaim the word and spread the good news of Jesus Christ even though Jesus Christ is no longer here. St. Teresa of Avila writes on Ascension Sunday, and I don't believe I can say it any better than her, so I will share her words. Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on this earth, but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks compassion upon this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands, yours are the feet, yours are the eyes. You are his body. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. Friends, just this week, on Wednesday, I got to witness the body. I had the privilege of witnessing the movement of the Spirit and the blessing of the body of Christ. It was Wednesday, and I came to the food center I witnessed one of our clients cycle here, and he parked his bike over by the dumpsters so as to not be in the way, and he walked up to our front doors to get his food. Now, I don't know what this experience was like for the three people who lived it. I imagine if I asked them, they would tell me this was just what they were supposed to be doing. This is just what they were called to do. This is what they do on Wednesday morning. But I got to witness it. I got to witness as the man started to carry his bags of groceries from the door back to his bike. And two members of our congregation who happened to be volunteering that morning picked up the rest of his groceries and followed after him. And I got to witness as the tension left his shoulders when he realized he wasn't going to have to carry it all alone. I got to witness the body of Christ, the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. I witnessed those who'd received the blessing of Christ be the blessing of Christ. I've been a witness to blessing at Morrisville Presbyterian Church more times than I can count. I might argue that it even began in the fall of 2018 when I tried sneakily to visit you. (laughs) I came to worship. I was looking for a field education site for my seminary uh, coursework, and I came in late on purpose. And I sat in the back. I didn't know at the time that I was sitting next to Mary and Lou, but I was. And I tried to leave without talking to anybody. And you all made that 
impossible. There was a warmth and immediacy to your welcome. And I would guess that I am not the only person who's walked through these doors who has experienced that. I have been a witness to the body of Christ when those who show up for virtual fellowship hour each week ask follow-up questions about things that were shared the week before, joys and concerns of each person's life. I've been a witness to the body of Christ at Brown Bag Bible Study and on Youth Sunday and in adult education and in the stories you have shared with me, in musical offerings, in gatherings of people, both in person and virtual. I have been a witness to the way you have cared for me. I have been a witness to the way you have cared for your pastors. And I have been a witness to the way that you have cared for one another. I witness it every time Rich tells me that he's going to one of your houses to fix something. I witness it among those who gather to pray the names on the prayer list and in the stitching of the new Chrismon ornaments and in eyes and handshakes and elbow bumps from greeters and advent bags and Lenten bags and believe it or not, I have even witnessed the body of Christ doing the work of Christ in a Zoom session meeting about the budget. Beloved church, Morrisville Presbyterian Church, you are the body of Christ in the world. The hands and feet of Christ at work in the world. And I have had the privilege of witnessing your blessing. May you continue to realize your power to bless and to heal and to renew one another and your community by the power of God, the grace of Jesus Christ, and the movement of the Spirit. May it be so. Amen. Beloved Church, a blessing has been proclaimed, and it is up to us to respond. So this day, I invite you to rise, to stand in body or in spirit. You may stand in body or in spirit, and affirm our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed as they are printed in your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, 
the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. Friends, having heard the word read and proclaimed this morning, let us notice the movement of the Spirit in our lives and hearts as we meditate to the words of hymn 679, Let the whole creation cry. Let us listen for the inner singing of our hearts this day. People of God, let us pray. As Christ prays on behalf of his disciples, we pray on behalf of those whom Christ loves. And so, ascended Lord, help us to turn our thoughts toward you alone. We confess to you this Ascension Day that we so often fail to take you into account. Sometimes we do not set our minds upon you because of sheer laziness. It's easier to just go with society's flow. Sometimes we do not take you into account because of simple inattention. We just forget to look for ways in which we could serve your gospel in any given situation. And other times we have not turned toward you because we have actively and willfully decided to turn away. When and where we fail to be transparent to your Lordship, O Christ, forgive us. 
by your spirit of Pentecost sent to us precisely because you are reigning on high. Help us to see your world the way you see it. From your exalted throne, you are able to see us and this world and its many hurting people clearly and well. Help us to open our own eyes because they are your eyes now in the world. We are the feet of Christ, the hands of Christ, the ears and eyes of Christ. And so grant us vision and insight to view the people around us through the lens of your own compassion. Sometimes, O oh God, we conceive of your lordship as regal, powerful, and perhaps a bit distant, but remind us by your spirit that your lordship is also about being close to people in need. You see and draw near to the fear and terror that line the streets of India. You see the violence and horror in the streets of Jerusalem and weep for a city you have wept for so many times before. You, O oh Lord, see the tears of the widowed, the sobs that overtake them when the rest of us aren't looking. You see the disorientation in which so many live every day, confusion born of war, poverty, abuse, or chronic illness. You see people in jobs they hate, trudging to work every day, filled with so much despair they can hardly breathe. You see those who search a loved one's eyes for traces of love or recognition, but find only an empty stare. As Lord of the earth, you see every instance of one person hurting another. You see every place where a child lives in fear, every bar where someone tries to drown their sorrows. Yet you are our world's every hope. You are tender enough to weep with those who weep, yet strong enough to lend comfort and not be consumed with the sorrows that overwhelm us. You are discerning enough to see where our lives run off the rails and yet gracious enough to forgive our foolishness and open again the better path that leads into your kingdom. You are the center to all of life, O oh God. Your lordship helps us glimpse our future with you in your kingdom, even as it points the way home. Make us into people of the ascension, Christ Jesus. Make us your hands of mercy, your voice of grace, your presence of love. Whatever we do, whether in word or deed, whatever we see or hear or face, help us to face it in your power and with the knowledge of your grace and goodness. Help us to be gentle with prodigal children. Help us to be stalwart in the truth with people in love with lies. Help us to be radiant with hope. Help us to be your people. 
For today, as always, this world needs your shalom-filled presence. Even this morning, we awoke to the news of more airstrikes and violence and death in Gaza bring peace to war-torn places. Help people everywhere to see one another in your image. May those who delight in the paths of their own destruction be turned instead to delight in life and in your flourishing. End the terror in which so many live. Thwart the dreams of those who plot still more terror on the unsuspecting. Where there is hunger, bring bread. Where there is drought and thirst, send refreshing rains. Where there is hatred, bring your peace. Where there is greed and selfishness, bring your own fullness and so turn appetites that serve only ourselves toward things that last and that foster richness and plenty and safety for all. We are the people of your ascension and reign, Holy Christ. Whatever we do, help us never to forget who we are, whose we are, and where true joy may be found. In the power and blessing of your name, we pray as you taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Beloved church, may you continue to realize your power through Jesus Christ to bless, heal, and renew one another and the world. May it be so. And as we go from this place, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you be with those you love, be with those you are called to love, this day and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>